it's Caitlin and Garrett and, and welcome, welcome back, back to Monotone, Monotone Thoughts. Thoughts. Here we are for episode four. We're staying consistent. We're, We're staying s- consistent and we have changed the day from Thursday to Wednesday. So here on Out Bitches, it is Wednesday. It's the drop date. It is the date. So let's do our little weekly catch up. How was your week? My week has been insane. It has been all over the place. I feel like I started my week with celebrations and fun with (laughs) your amazing reveal i'll let you get to that and then it's just been like chaos ever since honestly i went out that night started talking to a new person on sunday yeah after being out in the heat after being out in the heat i went home and i showered i got myself together and i started talking to this new guy and i will say that he's probably incredibly toxic for me (laughs) um i should let it go already and I'm just kind of like, <laughs> what are you doing? Um, but the girl's back on the apps. She's living. She's trying to see what's up. She's trying to see, like, winter's coming. Did you meet this guy on an app? Yes. Like, what app? A app. Just say what app. Okay, we hit this one up on Tinder. On Tinder? Tinder's yeah. still a thing? Tinder is still out here. She's moving. I had no idea Tinder was still a thing. I thought it was, like, a Plenty of Fish. I kind of just phased out. Listen, I don't think the gays are on Plenty of Fish. <laughs> but I but I will keep swimming until I find love. Well, there has to be a gay option on Plenty of Fish. That's discrimination, if not. It's called Grinder, and it says, "Hi, I'm five feet away. Are you looking? Are you looking to get down?" So I have never used a dating app because that was like good be- for you before my time. Um, explain to me what it's like to, in a few choice words, explain to me what it's like to be on a dating app because. I just don't know. Chaotic, ruthless death <laughs> to all of them. Like, it is honestly the most insane thing you can imagine. I like the apps. I know you are the kind of girl that you are, like, never, but, like, I, especially on a vacation, and when we were for your wedding, the first thing I did on probably day two was, like, let's see where the boys are. Like, let's see where the girls are. I like me. I'm totally fine with meeting one person, like, for one day and just being, like, be whoever you want to be. And that's probably incredibly toxic of me. Yeah. But I love it. And like, and then it's like, okay, bye. Never see you again. I guess you can like make up a character every time you meet somebody and like a different personality, which is kind of fun. Oh, like, I did. Mama throws on a new wig and she's a new girl. <laughs> I literally was like, I remember when I was in Mexico, I was like, I'm here for business. I. Why would you be in Mexico for business? What business are you doing in Mexico? Tons of business. Just business. You don't have to, like, elaborate. I sell, he barely spoke much English. I sell seashells out the seashore. <laughs> I'm here for my sand business. I, I'm collecting sand I'm selling sunglasses and other party favors on the beach here this week. No, only. you can't do that in Mexico. That's what the cartel does. But, well, I wanted like, to join in. I, one time, I will admit that I signed up for Bumble BFF. Me and one of my friends decided that all of our friends, like our friend group, were like extremely toxic. We wanted to make new friends. So we signed up for Bumble BFF. And I, it took me about two days before I deleted it because every single weird girl that I've ever came across in my entire life somehow found me on Bumble BFF and then they wanted to hang out with me. And like, I'm not good with that. Like, I'm good at like curbing dudes, but I can't curve other girls. So. And this was to look for a new friend? Yeah, it was like meeting friends in your area. And okay. I had a friend that actually moved here from New Jersey, and she didn't know anybody when she moved here. And she met all of her friends on like those friend apps. So I was like, if she can do it, I can do it. So I thought I was going to be successful in finding a new friend group on the internet or on a, an app. That sounds scary. But come to find out, it was literally a bunch of just weirdos, other weirdos in my area. <laughs> so 
I deleted that app so fast. Because you're not supposed to be looking for friends. Well, th- why do they have that option then? I don't know, but it shouldn't be one. I mean, you know how hard it is to make friends when you're, like, in your mid-20s and you work in a strip club and everybody around you is just toxic doing drugs and, like, drinking heavily and, like, doing illegal things all the time and you just want to make some real friends and, like, some real connections? So, I like, actually don't, but... <laughs> well, that's why I was on there. Okay, well, that makes sense. But... Anyways, anything else new happening in your world? No, other than just being a full chaotic goddamn mess. That's about it. Uh, well, I woke up this morning and I said, today's going to be a great day. And as you can see on camera, I look like I've been on a bender. Like, <laughs> um, I would also like to say, um, I walked into your home at a very good time. I opened the door and I don't get a the normal, the dog's coming, running. I don't get like a ho, oh, hey, or anything. I, I hear um, loud voices echoing and I can already tell the tone isn't the sweetest. I'll say that. Yeah, I don't know. There's just this rage inside of me since I found out I was pregnant that at any time I can just pop off and zap off on anybody. And then you're going to do it. I was trying to make a TikTok video and my husband's pacing around in the background, like talking to somebody as loud as he possibly can, stomping around on our third floor like he's a Sasquatch. And it just sent me over the edge. And I said, you know what? Today I'm going to wake up again and choose violence. I don't give a shit. Like, I love that. But for you. like this. I've heard other girls have said it to me, like, they have, like, girls that have had other kids before. They either have, like, very peaceful pregnancies where, like, they're at peace with themselves the whole entire time, or they're just, like, in rage mode the whole entire time, and they just, like, want to start fights with everybody, and I just want to start fights with everybody 24-7, which is really bad. (laughs) I, like, honestly, I kind of expected that for you with this pregnancy, so I'm ready for it. My hormones are all over the fucking place, and I'm just ready to fight. But anyways, this week for me has been pretty crazy. On Sunday, we did our gender reveal. Which is beautiful. And it turns out... The girl has the abilities. The girl has the psychic abilities. It is, in fact, a boy and a girl. So I've gotten lots of people, like, DM me on Instagram about my so-called psychic abilities and what they think that I think it is, and I'm not going to say that I could, like, see into the future, like Raven. I'm going to say you are the Raven Simone of, the, <laughs> of our generation, but thank you. But, like, what does happen is I have these really vivid dreams that, like, they're just so real, and I find myself running into deja vu all the time. It could be something as simple as, like, me going out to eat at a restaurant and, like, sitting in a certain seat or, like, going to the movie theater and, like, getting popcorn. But I've seen it before in my mind. And then it, like, connects when it happens. It's so weird. So, like, I always have these, like, visions, I would say, while I'm sleeping. But they're dreams. Just very vivid dreams while I'm sleeping. And they all connect at some point. And they can be so simple as, like I said, going out to eat and sitting in the same seat. And, like, seeing the same views that I've already seen in my mind before. Or it can be as crazy as that I have this reoccurring dream that I'm in a car accident oh and that I'm paralyzed and I can't use the lower half of my body for the rest of my life. Wow. So, like, I told my mom's best friend that and she said, well, let's hope that that doesn't happen. And I'm like, I know, but it's pretty crazy because it's like all these dreams that I'm having are connecting at some point 
and like they're really coming to life. So now I'm just super paranoid that at any point I can get into a car accident and then like, so, not use the lower half of my body for the rest of my life. So now you're not going to be in a car for the next nine months. Well, I've had this reoccurring dream since I was like a teenager and it's, it's like terrifying, but I just, what can you do? Like I have to drive. I have to get to point A to point B. <laughs> But that's what I, I think my psychic abilities are. And I've been able to see that I was having twins. I've been able to see that I'm having boy-girl twins. I just started recently having dreams of boy-girl twins that are super adorable and a double stroller, like a double side-by-side stroller. And they both have, um, I'm not going to say darker skin because my husband has darker skin. He's like Turkish and Italian. But he, they do have, like, darker skin than I do, and they have dark hair, and they have, like, light brown eyes. And I keep seeing these kids in this dr- double stroller. It's definitely a boy and a girl. And I can, like, see them. I don't know if they're mine. I don't know if they're somebody else's, but I'm pretty sure those are my two kids in that double stroller. And I'm waiting for the day that it connects because I'm going to be like, this, this is absolutely insane. So that was my week. I found out that I am, in fact, a psychic. And... That's about it. How excited were you when you saw, like, the Bose color smoke? Um, I don't think that it even processed fully because, first off, we decided that we were going to do a gender reveal by hitting golf balls. I was going to hit a golf ball. My husband was going to hit a golf ball. And then both of our moms were going to light off those, not confetti cannons, the powder cannons of the colors. So we gave the gender results to one of our good friends. And then he set up the whole thing, you know, like, gave us the color-coordinated balls but I was more worried about hitting a golf ball in front of a crowd of people. Like I was and afraid, just messing up. Like my husband golfs all the time. Like he can hit a golf ball the first the first time. Like that's fine. But me, on the other hand, I very rarely <laughs> swing a golf club, but I can do it. I've taken golf lessons before. So like I was more nervous that I, he was gonna swing the golf club, hit his ball, and then like you know, five minutes later, once I got my shit together mentally and, like, physically and was able to swing and connect to a golf ball, like, then we would find out the other gender. So I was more worried about hitting the golf ball. And as soon as, like, they put the golf balls down, my my husband's mom, my mother-in-law, came up to me and was like, now, remember, don't take your eye off the ball or you're not going to hit it. So I'm like, fuck. Don't, (laughs) Don't fuck this up. So if I don't take my eye off this ball, am I going to be able to see the colors? So basically, I just, like, took a deep breath and, like, Prayed. Prayed. I prayed and somehow I connected to the golf ball the same time my husband did. But I was just like so in shock that I hit the golf ball more than... (laughs) What's about what these genders are. And then also when I realized what the genders were, it was kind of like, yeah, duh. Like I already knew this. Like it's nothing that would shock me. If it was two boys or two girls, I would have been like, holy shit. Like I'm not ready for I was wrong. Like how was I wrong? I knew I was right. How was I... How am I wrong? So the fact that it was a boy and girl, like... Really wasn't even that shocking. My husband said the same thing. He said, like, it really wasn't even that shocking to me because I expected it. I really did. I was like, I would be more shocked if it was double genders the same. I I wouldn't tell. I didn't think anything other than I'm like, it has to just be a boy and a girl. It just has to be. Yeah. There's no way other way around it. Yeah. But we are very excited. We cannot wait. I guess we have how many more months? We have. I'm saying, I'm thinking, I really truly believe it's going to be around Thanksgiving. I think it's going to be around, like, early December. My due date is January 9th. Thanksgiving's, like, the end of... I'm telling you. 
this is going to be a fight, and we're going to have to get, when we get closer, we're going to have to do, like, predictions. I know. Everybody says that they're going to come late, and then I see some people say that they have twins, like, way past their due date, and... I've never. Every person, I, I've known multiple people with twins, and I've never seen, it's always been, like, a month or so early. I mean, like... To be ready. I would like to at least just get through Thanksgiving, because, like, I do love stuffing and green bean casserole. <laughs> and this is your chance. Christmas, like, you know, we can just skip it. I've had enough Christmases, but I do want to indulge on Thanksgiving being, like, a house. Like, a full-on house. <laughs> and no one can stop you from literally just eating out of, like, a Tupperware, being a full manic y- Badass. And the thing is, like, everybody's going to cater to me because I'm pregnant. They're going to be like, what do you want? Do you want to make, make double of something? Like, how many pies do you want? See, I think, <laughs> I see, I think you think like that, but here's another thing. I think everyone's going to be worried to even get near you when you are eight months pregnant with twins, and this is how you are now. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> you never know. My moods do change, like, like the seasons, and that will be a new season. So, who knows? But anyways, um, I... This is the first week that I've only worked two days in the club. You feel good about it. My scheduled two days. I didn't pick up any shifts, which I'm not doing anymore. I cannot do it anymore. Like, I'm going to work my scheduled days until I'm done working in the club. And my God, I just feel like Refreshed. A, a breath of fresh air. Like, holy shit. I feel like, I, even though I am in shitty moods because my hormones are, like, just all over the place, yeah. I feel like I'm such a better person when I'm only working in the club two days a week and... Your girl feels refreshed. <laughs> you needed it. That was a lot. Last week was too much. I was like, this girl is really on a bender. Yeah. So sticking out to my two scheduled days until the end of my time at the club, which is a tick-in. So TikTok, TikTok. Actually, TikTok, TikTok. So. <laughs> <laughs> And we are back with Hot Topics, one of Garrett's favorite things to talk about. It's my favorite. <laughs> I know, you live for this. So. It's my most exciting thing I have. <laughs> Again, another big week for Bravo. Bravo is just soaring right now. They are raking in the money with Erica Jane. <clears throat> Erica Jane was served with a $50 million racketeering lawsuit after she returned back from her Lux Hawaii vacation. I'm guessing it was with her castmates or was she just with... Lisa Renna and Diana. I think Diana's Private Jane, they were on. So it was just them. It was They were on Diana's Private Jet. Yeah, just a trip between girls. Okay, so she was completely blindsided when they handed her these papers <laughs> in the airport. And she was wearing her Gucci tracksuit, dripped out in designer, as she usually is. But now she's hit with another lawsuit, and they just keep coming. I feel so bad for this girl because I feel like... The more that I watched the show, the more I realized, like, she was really just married to him, and she was just a drug into this shit, and it's just not ending, and there's just no end in sight for her, and I feel so bad because she's spiraling. I still believe, and I'm still fully 100%, I really want us to all let it go. And I know, I know it sounds horrible, it's controversial, let me be brave and say this. I want Erica Jane just to be the gay pop icon again. I think we could all let it go. Jen Shaw was scamming all of our grandparents and we all let it go. So why can't we just be like, all right, Erica, you did, even if you did or you didn't know, I'm fine with it. I'm okay with it. I mean, it's not gonna say you're okay with it, but like, no, I'm you know, okay with it. the girl has done her time. She has gone through enough. She has literally lost everything. I mean, I think you see 
in this season of Real Housewives how much she's like downsized, even though she still has like her makeup artist, her hair art. Like, They're doing this for people. free, I believe. And what do you think for just like publicity on Bravo? Yeah, I think this is now just like a hand me down, like I'll help you out, girly. I don't know. Maybe they really are like her real friends. Like, I think so. But I don't know. I feel so bad for her. And you can just tell like she is spiraling out of control, which last night. That episode, I'm so glad you caught up because I could not wait any longer. Oh my God. She is literally a drunk ass mess. And I love it. Every time she says something, I'm like, well, first of all, the singing. We got to get to Diana's gay husband. Oh, that man is gay. Sing Oh Holy Night. What a gem. What a what a treat that Bravo said. You know what? I'm going to give this to you guys. Women were crying, but then there's just <laughs> Erica belching in the background. Like, but you know hit what? the high note. Hit the high note. <laughs> That's the kind of girl you want at the party, though. Don't you? I want her. Everybody's like crying, having this like moving moment. And then here she is just like trying to take the spotlight, like do whatever she can. (laughs) And then everybody's like commenting on it. Like, I think Erica misses being in the spotlight. Like, no shit. Yeah, what do you think? But don't you all? But like, they're all like, I mean, Garcelle can't breathe. With Erica, just if Erica's in the room, Garcelle cannot breathe. She just is like, I got to bring it up. I got to bring, I got to say something. I got to be weird. And it's like, this girl is also just trying to have fun. We got to let her just, like, not every single moment. It's brought me back, and the real girls that are true Beverly Hills fans know that when Yolanda and David Foster had a party and David Foster was singing and Taylor Armstrong was like, what are we doing? Like, no one's allowed to have fun. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like, it was that. Like, let Erica sing. Let her just be drunk. It's fine. But I think she like, explained it to everybody. Like, this time around the holidays was very hard for her because... She's alone. She's alone, and she used to live in this big mansion where they, like, decorated for Christmas, which she really enjoyed, and they would, like, go all out. And now she's just kind of, like, in her single-family home <laughs> doing Sad. her own thing with, like, her few nutcrackers laying around. <laughs> just sadness. It is so sad. So, like, but also, if people say that's spiraling out of control and that she's an alcoholic, I think... 90% of my friends that drink are alcoholics because they all act like that. Yeah. So when Lisa and I, who is that Erica's assistant, the gay guy that does her makeup. Oh, and, Mikey. Mikey. So when Lisa and Mikey sat her down for that kind of intervention, they told her that she was like spiraling out of control. I was like, let me just sit back and like take a good look, look at my life because um, before I got pregnant, I was that girl at every single party. So like, was I spiraling out of control? I mean, I think we all spiral a little out of control. But I think she's just having fun. I t- That's why I'm like, every time someone's mad about it, I'm like, I'm not mad at this. Yeah. I'm not mad at her. Like, her telling uh, Crystal she can't eat a chicken nugget, that was that, bad. That was over the top. But, like, I think but that she's, she's just... just drunk a, and living. Like, she's I, a little tipsy. She just doesn't have a way with words. <laughs> no, she's not a wordsmith, and I don't expect her to be. I'm I'm taking Erica for what I want Erica to give me, and that's it. <laughs> but when I really, I screamed when Erica told Crystal, like, oh, instead of throwing up, I'd rather take a laxative. So instead of, like, one way of having an eating disorder, Erica was, like, trying to, like, sell her another way to have an eating disorder. And she's bad. like, well, I know me. I would much rather shit it out than throw it up. And I'm like, same girl, but, like, don't, don't say, that. say that to her. Like, she's in a bad place. And she was, like, trying to confide in you. And you're, like, giving her other ways 
to have a problem. To have a problem. Yeah, no, that was bad. We're not going to let that one slide, but everything else we're going to let slide. And we all need to group together and just say, she's done enough. Are you happy that Kathy's back? Um, I love Kathy, and I love that Kathy walked up to Sheree, or Sheree, or whatever the hell her name is, the one that they're trying to push, that I don't understand why she's even there. She walked up to her and said, like, hey, old friend, or like... I've seen, it's nice to see you again. And Sheree like, was like, Kathy, I don't think I've ever seen you before. And we've she, never met. But no, that is bad, but Erica telling Kathy, drunkenly crying, I couldn't come to Paris's wedding. Oh my god. Because I couldn't bring... Like, the pain to you. Like, it, Kathy was like, what the fuck? Did I even invite this woman? Who is this woman in front of me yeah, right now? Yeah, was Erica even invited to Paris's wedding? I think the, all the girls were, but, like, calm down. Just calm down. So I love how she, like, tried to make it all about her. Like, the wedding was beautiful. She looked great. But, like, I couldn't come there and with my bad energy and... <laughs> it was a mess. And then Dorit being upset over PK's DUI suspicion. But I'm pretty sure he got charged with a DUI. Yeah, I think if you blow over the legal amount, you just get a DUI. Even though it said that he blew over the legal amount once, and then the second time that he blew was under the legal amount, the cop still had to drive him home because... And that means you have a DUI. But, like, they didn't really detain him, I don't think. He was apparently only at the police station for an hour. But what I'm confused about is he was saying that I was worried that I was going to upset you coming home so late. But then he said that he got home at 4 o'clock in the morning regardless. So, like... And I loved how Dorit was like, oh, really? Really? Because I have a feeling that he's out all the time. And, like, he was supposedly on a work dinner. So at what point did he leave the work dinner and then apparently get this DUI, get detained for an hour, and then the cop drove him home? It just doesn't make sense. Like, that man was out sticking his dingling and boys. Well, the <laughs> biggest... Not the... Not the... Man, that, okay, accusation... All I know you is... You can't tell me. You can't. <laughs> That's the hill you're willing to die on? Yes. I love that there's a fan fiction of, like, Housewives Twitter that is, like, pushing for Dorit to have an affair with Mauricio, Kyle's husband. I mean, they're, like, both the most attractive people on Real Housewives, so. It would be good. It would honestly make a killing. It would make a killing. And I think Mauricio would be into it. I feel like he, like, has a vibe with her. Yeah, but he also has a vibe with PK, which is kind of weird to me. But, like, Mauricio <laughs> is, like, the hottest house husband. Yeah, he still is. He's holding that title, and he's not letting go of it. Other than Joe Gorga. Oh, come on, Joe Gorga. Oh, God, Joe Gorga. That's a different kind of sexy. <laughs> <laughs> and that That's a toxic kind of sexy that, like, you don't want to admit, but, like... It's a safe space here, so yeah. Joe Gorga is still hot. Joe Gorga is, like, trailer park sexy, and then Mauricio is, like... Real estate mogul sexy. Yeah. Two different kinds of sexy. One's paying their bills, the other's not. And it's, yeah. But in both hot the same. All right, what else do we have for this week's Hot Topics? Well, for the girls that are ABC, Bachelor, Bachelorette fanatics, I did not get into the Bachelor, Bachelorette until like maybe three seasons ago. Like I think it was Matt season. And it was one night I was about to walk out of the house and I was seeing all these girls getting out of the limo and just saying dumb shit that I was like, well, hold on now. Let me just sit down real quick and see this. And now I am so invested. I can't let anything go. And this season is Gabby and Rachel's double season. They're doing it together. So two girls with like 40 guys. It's giving shot at love, Tila Tequila, MTV style. Same, but it's this is different. It's giving pathetic. It's giving, how do you guys think this is real? 
Like, they're looking are for you, love. I know, but you really think that they're looking for love? Two girls and 40 guys at the same time, they're looking for love? It's a show. But you hold on, I'm going to tell you this. Rachel, she's looking for love. Rachel is desperately looking for love. This girl is not mentally capable to be in a relationship. This show, honestly, she needs to take a year off and just invest in herself because it's rough for this girl. And Gabby, she's just hot, but like she has like a speech impediment. Like there's something away she talks. It's mm-hmm. like very slow, very sounds like something's there. She just needs like a few classes and it'll be, get a little bit better. But I'm loving this season because they had these girls. They had no, they kind of just threw these girls in and were like, okay, you guys figure out the format. We don't know. So the first three episodes is kind of like... the format of like dating 40 guys at the same same time. time. Like how are they going to do the rose ceremony? How are they going to get through it? So the first like three episodes, it's really just the guys being like, oh, I get to date both of these girls and I'm here to see who I have a stronger connection with. And like that was a mess because like now they're like not, they don't care. They're just like broing out being like sleazeballs. Frat house vibes. It's just like masculine energy. Um... I couldn't even imagine. And it's bad. Rachel is the blonde hair girl. She's like very sweet, cannot mentally handle dating or being on a show. And she, they, the first like second or second episode, they do like the seven like intimate group date. And every guy at this house, she's like, hey, can I talk to you? Hey, can I talk to you? And every single time the guy's like, yeah, I'm just so excited to be here for Gabby. And oh yeah, like I'm just, I'm here for Gabby. And literally Rachel, like each single time is like, I just don't think this is for me. My opinion, Rachel, but Gabby's just rough around the edges, like a girl's kind of, she's one of the boys, uh-huh. so it's just a lot, and then the next episode, it's like kind of like, it like goes to like flips, and then it's like Gabby like being told over and over, but I like, Rachel was very sweet with it, like, oh, okay, I totally understand, Gabby, the, anytime a guy would be like, so like, I'm here for Rachel, she's like, oh, you should go tell her. You should get up right now and tell her. Like, you should go. Like, she did not care. She was not here for the bullshit. She does not give a damn. And so then, honestly, then they did, like, after three episodes of that bullshit just not working out, the girls are like, we got to team up, and we have to, like, do our own journeys, but, like, still together type-wise. Yeah. So they tell all the guys, they're like, okay, this next rose ceremony, you guys are going to, if you guys pick the rose and you accept the rose from each girl... That means you're only going to be starting that journey now with either Rachel or Gabby. No more in between. So now they're all shook. They're all like, oh, now we have to decide and we have to take this seriously. They thought they were going to be able to filter through which girl they wanted. But really, it's the girl that gets to filter through the guys. Yes. Okay. So I was like, okay, this much better. This makes more sense. That's kind of like what Bumble's like, right? (laughs) Like you reach out to the guy first. I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And so now they're like, okay, they're going to figure this out. And then Rachel... Poor my sweet little Rachel. I'm just praying out here for Rachel's to find love and happiness. They are handing out the roses and they're like, each guy will be like, yes, I accept. And I can't wait to do this journey. So then they go into separate rooms after they accept the rose, like Gabby's room, Rachel's room. And Rachel, three times in a row, she'll say, John, come up. Do you accept this rose? And I'll be like, I really like you. And I'm really happy for this opportunity. But uh, my heart's here for Gabby. Oh. First one. Okay. So then, mind you, they had the host. This I hate this goddamn host. The host it's not that, Ryan Seacrest? No, but honestly, he wishes he was. He would each time, after a guy would say no, he would come out and go, all right, Rachel. So now I have to take that rose from you. And I have to then 
you can either go back in line, and if Gabby decides to pick you, Gabby can then pick you. But Rachel, this rose now is gone. And he would take the rose out of her hand. And then, okay, so the first time, like, he set the rules. I'm like, okay, awkward, but he set the rules. Right, Gabby picks a guy. Of course, he, he says yes. Rachel then is like, Mike, do you come up and accept this rose? I'm here for Gabby. Oh, my God. I feel so bad for this girl. Click. Host walks in. All right. All right, Rachel. Uh, hand me that rose. I'm like, oh, my God. You're going to keep doing this to her? You're going to keep doing this to her? Why are you oh doing this to her? Oh, my God. Third time around, comes back in. And then Rachel's like, we walk off. They go in the back. They're like, okay, now we're trying to take the power back. And I just am getting dogged over and over. And they only have one more rose to hit. And I'll say this. Gabby changed my mind on this girl because Gabby finally, I was like, Gabby, if you pick one man that just dogged her on national television for you, do not do it. And she didn't pick any of the guys. So I was like, okay, girl, I respect you. Um, But it was weird. It was, it's, I'm excited. I know the girls love ABC. So I'm going to be keeping you girls (laughs) intact because I cannot look away. It's a train wreck. And it ends up with like one of the guys that she got dogged by at the end like, comes up to meet her, like, I guess, like, when they're going back to her, like, the mansion, and they're outside, and he's like, oh, Rachel, I'd like to talk to you before I leave. This is, like, this greasy, chubby little man, and he's like, I just feel like I didn't get that connection like I did with Gabby, so would you want to maybe still try it out? And I'm like, uh, Rachel, he just embarrassed the shit out of you. Don't do it. Don't oh do my God. it. He literally just picked the other girl right in front of you to your face. And then you're going to go back and see if it's going to work. And take the hit. Oh, my God. That literally reminds me of, like, going out with, like, a group of, like, really hot friends. And then, like, you're the frumpy dumpy friend. And uh-huh. then, like, guys keep coming up to your hot friends. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. I want to talk to her. Like, And it's sad. Yeah. Ugh. No, I'm good. Thank you. I, I came over here to talk to her. Like, Hey, you want to buy? I'll buy you a shot. Not your ugly friends. No, like, the ugly friends don't get a shot. Ugly friends don't get a shot. Oh my god! <laughs> like I feel so bad for her. Like imagine what that does to her self confidence. And it's happening on national TV. It's not no, like it's happening at your local dive she, bar. She, she's breaking. Aww. It's so bad. But I'm like Rachel. She's the kind of girl. She's a like. Here's the thing. She's a pick me girl. Uh huh. When she's supposed to be the one picking. I have to Google what these girls look like because I'm just so confused. You'll, I think you'll like Rachel and immediately if you saw one clip, you'd be like, Gabby, I got your number. I know who you are. I'm in. Yeah, like I have to know why the guys are picking and, Gabby over Rachel. And they invite Gabby's weird. So Gabby likes to tell the guys, she'll be like, I have the best relationship with my dad. And then there's one minute where like they're on it. Like she's on a one-on-one date. Mind you, every scene, they love an empty stadium. Mm-hmm. Every empty theater or stadium they're living for and Gabby's at one point like gets up from the table and she's like talking to producers and she's like he asked me a question about my mom and I don't have a relationship with her and like I just feel like he's not gonna love me because my mom doesn't love me and I'm like you all have so much trauma that you have to work through before you go on ABC to find love this is exhausting like and just, I love it you should have thought about these things like the answers you're gonna give these men before you did it on national television and embarrassed yourself like, I I think it's amazing honestly now we all know your mental illness <laughs> and we're kind of worried for you I just know that they would never do a gay bachelor because why not on ABC because the gays but you want to put 25 gays in one house and then another gay in the other house that gets to control what is it going to be one top that decides all the bottoms and then in reality they're all just screwing each other in the home I mean could you imagine like the amount of like glitter highlighter the, mesh tops there's 
pleather. No furniture, <laughs> no carpet, nothing is going to be not stained. Whether it's a substance stain, or it is a glitter stain, or it is just body makeup stain. The rule is everybody goes to the house and they have a case of Lysol spray. <laughs> and, then and every time they're done, they disinfect the surface. <laughs> and not with monkeypox going around. We can't, that, it's definitely, it's is not in the works. real? I just keep seeing it on TikTok and I'm like, I, come on, I don't know what this is. I mean, I, it's very real, but like I have like poison oak literally from like last week from being outside. And when I tell you that I spent a whole night stressing myself out being like, this is it. This is the time. So like, it's real. And like, let's just like move on because I'm so scared. Um, so I got my blood work done when I got pregnant and they said, everything's fine, but there's only one concern that we have. And the one concern is, is that you are very susceptible to chicken pox. So do not- You've never had- Okay. No, I've never had chicken pox. So they said, do not go around kids during school season, because that's when chicken pox are at their highest. And if you get chicken pox when you're pregnant, you are F-U-C-K-E-D hard. So, like, I'm terrified. So, like, if you have this bullshit monkey shit, get the fuck away from me. Oh, God, (laughs) it's not good. I really think it was just poison ivy, so thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God that we're not. But, yes, no, it's very real. All right, what else do we have for this week, Garrett? Well... I have to just fill the girls in. Britney Spears oh. is going to be doing a song with Elton John. They're doing a remake <laughs> of Tiny Dancer coming out in August. And it has, it's been like confirmed, but not confirmed. Is it a joke or is it real? I think it's very real. Oh, and it's God. supposed to be going to be coming out in August. I remember, all the girls are saying August 19th. We love a release date. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, no, I literally, like when that news hit this week, I was like, my little gay heart has something to search for. Oh, Elton John gagged me. Yeah, I don't care for him, but you're telling me Britney Spears doing a version of Tiny Dancer isn't going to be everything? I mean, this is like her big debut again. She's coming back. She's coming back. She's letting the girls know. And also, it was another big week for her because she won another huge court case this week against her father and her old business manager. She's still out here. She's fighting. She's not going to let go of this. Her lawyer... Rosengard or Rosengod, whatever we want to call him. The gays call him Rosengod on Twitter. Um, he made sure that she won't have to be sit down for to be deposed by her dad. He's pissed. Um, and the old business managers that are the current Kardashians, current business managers, um, they will have to turn over all paperwork, including all surveillance information that they did while they were under the conservatorship. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like a, if you guys did it, it's like, turn it over. It we, we know that you guys did it. So, and mind you, this is all happening while she's just out here traveling the world, posting naked photos on Instagram with a little emoji over her butt. I mean, is she looking for money? Like, what is she looking for? Is she just looking for, like, closure of, like, what they have on these surveillance I think she wants a little bit of her money back, but I don't think money's the real issue. I think what she wants is to let people know that, one, she's not crazy, and two, that they really fucked with her. Yeah, I think it probably has a lot to do. She wants people to know that she's not crazy and that she wasn't making this shit up because, like, the story... It's crazy. From, from the beginning is very crazy. It's so crazy. But, like, I also heard that Avril Lavigne... Is it Avril Lavigne? No, it's Amanda Bynes. Amanda Bynes is in the same kind of conservative now, I think she's out now, too. But as she... Okay, but here's the difference. Amanda might still need to be watched over oh that girl's nuts yeah she has some there's something there that she needs to be taken care of so i truly believe maybe we just we let her stay and just (laughs) under the care of a doctor and we just let britney just roam i love and mind you yesterday britney posted on um 
Instagram stories, just her at a bar and with the caption just saying like, so great that for 13 years I wasn't allowed to ever be at a bar. Like you guys are really like, I'm so thankful for you guys. Like you guys really made sure. I'm like, I love when she drags her family. Yeah. I get a serotonin boost that there is, I've never done heroin, but what I believe that when they people like, you know, like in school and all those times they're like, the first rush is the one that they keep going after. Yeah. The feeling that I get over my body, like my whole entire body when Britney, when I get a notification that says Britney Spears just posted to Instagram and it's something dragging her bitch sister, (laughs) her mother or her father. It's a feeling that I truly believe it's like, it's only going to happen a few times that I know, but it's the best feeling in the world. It really is. Truly is for you. And I know from the bottom of my heart, that is the best <laughs> feeling in the world for you. There's nothing a little bit better. I don't care. I don't need, I don't really, honestly, a guy could come to me and say, I love you. I would like to propose and I would like to give you a black Amex and that would be great. Like how's Brittany doing But how's Brittany doing on Instagram? Is she posting nudes? Is she literally singing? Is she, is she just twirling? If she wants to just twirl, I would pay I would empty my fucking bank account right now to literally see her live. And I don't want her, I don't need, I don't need a mic on. I don't even need it to be her music. If she just came out in a little like sports bra, little shorts, and just wanted to twirl and do her own dance as she's going with the music, whatever it is, I would pay thousands for it. You know, this is where you and I really differentiate because I would find better things to do with my money. Honestly, that's honestly what I would call that is an investment of a lifetime that you'll never get back. But that's all I have to say about that for this week. And I think this week's topic should be toxic relationships. I love a good toxic relationship. And like, I'm not just talking like toxic friendships, relationships, like I'm talking toxic relationships within yourself. Because when I was younger... I was a hot-ass mess. You were. Yeah, so... (laughs) (laughs) I'll admit it right now. You were, 100%. And I am so grateful for the place I am today mentally because I could have bet money on it that I would not be here today. It been a disaster. Um, When I was, like, in my early and late teens, I was really going through it mentally. I struggled really hard with depression, and at that time, like, mental health really wasn't a thing like it is today. Yeah, it wasn't talked about. Like, I remember telling my mom how how sad I felt all the time and how tired I felt, and I, like, literally just couldn't dig myself out of this hole. And it was um, really hard for my mom to find me help, especially as a teenager, because, like, I think depression was, like, being seen an adult, but it wasn't a thing for people under the age of 18. So I was really struggling with depression and I absolutely hated myself when I was younger. Like, I hated the way that I looked. I hated uh, being sober. I found, like, a lot of joy in doing extracurriculars, whether it was drugs or alcohol. And that's kind of how I just, like, got through my day. And then I think as I grew up and stayed in this cycle of being depressed and continued to use drugs and alcohol in order to cope, I found myself, like, in these very toxic relationships with men that were abusive and toxic friendships with people that were never my friends. They just wanted to be around me because... You're going down. I had the drugs. And I was a fun time. And I feel like it took a lot of work for me to find who I was as somebody that wasn't a full-on disaster, like, using drugs and alcohol in order to cope. I went through, like, a very 
long period of time on all different kinds of medicine to try to figure out what was wrong with me. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> the, the number one thing that worked for me was getting away from all the toxic relationships that I had. Um, I was always in abusive relationships with men, whether it was like mentally abusive, physically abusive, but like they were never good for me. I kind of just cut ties with those relationships and also like the abusive friendships and toxic friendships that I had with my friends. And I had to move on and basically start a whole new life. And it was really hard. And I think I started this whole new life when I was like around like 22. Yeah. I think I was like 21, 22. I got my own apartment. I moved away, not far. Like, I moved, like, 30 minutes away from, like, my friends and my family. And I kind of just, like, restarted my whole life. <laughs> yeah, like a refresh. It was so bad. But, like, thank God that I had the ability to do that because I know a lot of people just can't do it. And I feel like I completely changed who I was at, like, 22, which that's when a time a lot of people are, like, finding themselves and trying to yeah. figure out what the fuck they're doing in life. But I was like, you know what, if I don't stop this, like, crazy cycle and habit that I'm in right now, either somebody is going to kill me, number one, or I'm going to kill myself. So, like, you just got to call it fucking quit, sister. Yeah, I mean, especially, well, that's one, come on accountability and (laughs) self-reflection. Like, knowing that, like, and being able to honestly be on the other side and talk about it now, being like, okay... I've gotten through it. I've now I see that one I was the problem and that I accepted other people's problems involved in my life. Yeah. Like if you don't walk away from it and cut people out, then you're you're always going to be in that vicious cycle. Yeah, 100%. And like I was so afraid at like my early 20s not having any friends because I cut out everybody in my life, which was crazy. At one point I literally didn't have any friends only because all the friends that I had, I realized that were they were terrible for me. They were doing nothing for me. They were going nowhere. Unfortunately, a lot of them that I hung out with back in the day are no longer here. And I mm-hmm. think that it shows that, like, you know, I really had to either turn my shit around or I was going to end up in the same place that they were, which is sad that they're no longer here. They couldn't get it together. But, you know, I think... <laughs> and, like, my mom always said to me, my mom and my grandma would always say, like, we would always worry that we were going to get the phone call that you were found dead in a dumpster or dead in a ditch. Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy to think that like I have come this far. And that was your life before. I mean, like, is this a success story? I really don't know. (laughs) Like, is this my true life a success story? From from surviving to thriving. Oh my God. So like, I kind of just said, Garrett, let's do just a, a topic on toxic, like whatever toxic means to you, let's just fucking talk about it because toxic means so many different things for a lot of people. But I think when people think toxic, they think relationships or friendships or they think like their work life is very toxic, which my work life is very toxic. My work life was very toxic, but it's lessened up now. (laughs) Yeah. Like you have, I have to be able to have the ability to turn it on and off. I have to be able to disassociate when it comes to work and when it comes to my real life. And I learned how to do that. Again, I was in the same industry when I was like 22 and I had to learn how to disassociate the two, the two, because at one point when I first started working there, the only way that I could work there is if I was blacked out drunk. I remember specifically one day when I realized I had to turn my shit around is I was at work. I got blacked out drunk. I used to go to work and just pound shots of Don Julio. I love Don Julio. 
And me and all my coworkers love Don Julio. We would literally drink one of the big bottles of Don Julio a night, like four of us. We would just Ugh. pound shots. So anyways, I remember one night specifically, somehow I got so fucked up at work. They let me drive home because if they didn't let me drive home, I would have an absolute full on mental breakdown. I'd be like swinging on people, like give my fucking car keys back. So somehow I got home. I woke up the next day. I go to get my keys out of my purse to like go somewhere. I don't know what I was doing. And I'm like, where the fuck are my keys? And I can't find my keys to save my life. And I'm like, let me check my car. I go outside to my car, which is parked in the parking spot that's usually parked in, but my keys are still in the ignition and my car is still on. I don't know what the fuck time I got home. I don't know how I got home. I don't remember driving home, but I left my keys in my ignition. All the way on. All the way on for, I don't even know how many hours. And I was like, yo, this is terrifying. Why in the hell am I living my life like this? Like, Like get it together. Not only could I have killed myself, I could have killed multiple people on the way home. And I would have absolutely no idea until the next day. Insane. Insane. Well, thank God we don't condone drinking and driving. We don't condone drinking and driving. It is being a mess. But like at the time, Ubers and Lyfts were never a thing. Those weren't around, no. Like, during now our, there's no excuse. Our party days, Ubers and Lyfts, they weren't around. Maybe you could find a taxi, but like the taxi service maybe cut off at ten o'clock at night. Like you, you yeah. couldn't get like a twenty four hour taxi, especially not leaving from Baltimore cities. Yeah, outside, absolutely not. You're not getting that. Yeah, so I'm not gonna say I condone drinking and driving, but back in the day, there were really no fucking options until like Uber and Lyft well, and that, like taxis became readily available. That's why things are different now where it's like, okay, now there's no excuse because it's like there are 18 different car services for you to get the fuck home. So yeah. what are you doing? Now there's absolutely no excuse. I just believe, I think, yes, it's knowing that when you're yourself being toxic and having that self moment of like, okay, I've had moments in my life where I'm like, okay, I fully know that I'm the problem here. Yeah. And like, even when cutting toxic people out, I would also still then like, my mindset would be like, okay, well, if you make them the villain in your head, like, then you're fine. But then in reality, that's not fucking true all the time. Like, sometimes you're the fucking villain. You are. When you're in these like very toxic points in your life, everybody is the villain besides you. Yeah. But then like, you have to like, I always tell people that have that outlook, like everybody is the devil besides you. You have to sit back and say, who's the common denominator in the situation? I am. Yeah. So like everybody around you is having problems and you're having problems with everybody else, but who is the root of the problem? (laughs) It's you. So why don't you sit back and fucking take a breather and realize that you're the fucking problem that you need to do something to change. And argue that you're allowing yeah. The behaviors that keep happening. Like, I, when I was my first, like, ever real, like, relationship, I was like, this man is so fucking toxic. This man is literally, one, older than me, two, doing drugs, acting a fucking fool. And I'm like, oh, I could change him. And one, you cannot fucking change people. So you have to let that fucking go. Yeah. It's never going to happen. But then I'm like, okay, then finally when it, like, really hit, I was like, why the fuck am I allowing this to continue? What is this doing for me? This is bringing nothing but just, like, one pain. And two, I was, like, 17 to, like, 19. I'm like, this is stupid. This does not mean anything. Like, in reality, like, I will never speak to this person ever again. Not, Nor do I even think, like, I couldn't even remember now at this age. Like, I can't remember anything about them. Other than they were just a fucking mess. You can't tell me that at some point in your life you haven't been in a toxic relationship. Like, a toxic boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend whatever it is situation or you haven't gone through a toxic point in your relationship because 
I used to be in all kinds of toxic relationships. And then me and my husband went through a very toxic stage of our relationship. It was like a month-long toxic stage where we would just get drunk and fight with each other for no fucking reason. Like, and then we'd wake up the next morning and be like, what were we fighting about? But I know that we were yelling all night long. Like, And there's no reason for it. There was no reason for it. But I, I... Again, my husband was my first healthy relationship, but we did go through a toxic stage. And I'm going to say this toxic stage. Because I think you guys were both previously in only toxic relationships. Yeah, we were both previously only in toxic relationships. So it was like really hard to adjust to like everything going smoothly, drama free, like just like enjoying each other's company, getting to know each other when like previously... It would just be, like, chaos all the time. Especially when you have the mindset of, like, I'm not going to let you fuck me over. I'm going to get out before. Or I'm going to ruin this. I'm going to self-sabotage this before because I'm I'm the king at that. Well, I think my husband and I's problem was is we both thought we were fucking each other over. And we both thought that yeah. we had others. So, therefore, we would just constantly be trying to outdo one another because I was like, listen, you're not going to fuck bitches behind my back and like me not be able to do the same. Exactly. And we just kept this mindset. Like, I don't trust you. Like you're a slimy fucking bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You will not get one over on me. It's not happening today. Like before you fuck me, I'm going to fuck you. And I feel like that was the, the toxic point in our relationship. And then we both realized like, Hey, what are we doing? Maybe we're not trying to just fuck each other over. Yeah, like, why are we acting like this? Like, we both know that we want to be with each other. We both, you know, respect each other and, like, want to, like, make this something serious. Like, let's stop acting so fucking crazy. Well, I'm happy that you guys did that. And now you guys, you're here. I know. Thank God. But I know, I agree. I think it doesn't matter. You When you do, when you think of toxic, you think of toxic relationships. You think of your friends. Could be even family. It could be many things. People that you work with and that you continue to allow on. But knowing truly when to be like, all right, I need to cut this shit out for me. And I am fully 100% so supportive. Mm-hmm. And I don't care how bad this sounds. I don't care if it's your mother, your father, your uncle, your aunt, your cousin, your your work, your boss, your best friend of 20 years. I don't care what it is. Cut them off. Walk yeah. away. If you are mentally being drained or pushed down or you can't get out of it, like a toxic cycle just for yourself because of somebody else, like, and no, you can't put the blame on somebody else completely. Mm-hmm. But if you know that that person is contributing and you're not going to get away from you're not going to better yourself, then get the fuck out. It doesn't matter who they are. Yeah. We hear it all the time. Even last episode, how many people were responding and be like, I didn't know when to like let this go and I felt so bad and I'm being judged. And you get so many people that are like, well, they're this to you and they're this and they've been here and okay, that's fucking great. But they're not this anymore. So I'm done. I'm ready to let the fucking mouse go and be done with it. There's always a time to let go of, relationships or friendships or situations that you've outgrown just cut ties and keep it moving don't look back never look back no one other thing that i want to touch on because i know there's a lot of girls in the industry that watch our podcast and um something that's like i thought that was normal because I was in in the industry. I mean, I'm in an industry that's, like, relied around your looks at the time. I was a stripper. And, you know, you need to keep your looks up yeah. in order to make money stripping. I mean, like, it's just 
it's the formula. It's hand in hand, yeah. So at one point, I realized I was like a little bit chunkier than I wanted to be. I saw girls making a lot more money that were like thinner than me, that like had tanner skin than me, that had blonder hair than me, and had bigger boobs than me. (laughs) So I was like, you know what? I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start going tanning. I'm going to start dyeing my hair. Um, and then once I lose a certain amount of weight, I'm going to get my boobs done because a lot of the girls in the industry are telling me, once you get your boobs done, you need a lot of downtime in order to like, you know, recover from getting your boobs done. So you're going to gain all the weight that you lost back. And so I'm like, fuck. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to diet so hard. I'm going to work out every single day. I'm not going to eat a single fucking carb. I'm just going to eat fruits, veggies, and protein and just like, go this sounds to toxic, the wall. but go on. I'm going to get balls to the wall at the gym. So I end up losing all this weight. I schedule my surgery date. I kept telling myself, I don't want to get boobs until I'm 25 because that means like, you know, the lifespan of a breast implant is 10 years. So at 35, I need to get them redone. Mm -hmm. So the year is 2015 and I'm going through this like whole transformation from looking like a regular like girl, like a regular everyday girl to a stripper, like At this point, I'm transitioning into, like, my stripper stage in life. So I lose all this weight. I book my date to get my um, breast implants done. And then my boyfriend and I that I was dating at the time planned this trip to Atlantic City. At this point, I was on, like, such a strict eating schedule that I would just prep all my food. And I wouldn't eat out at a restaurant. I wasn't drinking at the time because I wanted to, like, lose all this weight and be a fucking rail. Like, I didn't want an ounce of fat on me. And he was like, let's go to Atlantic City with my friends, another couple. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. But I'm going to plan all my meals and I don't want to go out to eat. And he was like, well, what do you mean you don't want to go out to eat? And I was like, well, I'm trying to lose weight before I get my boobs done. I don't want to gain like another ounce of fat on my body before I get my boobs done. Like I have this whole plan in my head before I get my boobs done. So we go to Atlantic City and we go to this like really nice steakhouse. Mind you, I already ate before we left the hotel room because I don't want to eat at the steakhouse in Atlantic City. And I sit Psycho. down and they're like, you're not going to eat, Caitlin? And I'm like, no, I already ate. And they're like, what did you eat? And I was like, I brought all my food. And they're like looking at me and I'm like, I don't know what to do. And then they're like, are you drinking? And I'm like, I'll have a vodka water. And I'm like trying to choke down this vodka water because I'm like watching my calories and I want to, you know intake too many calories and I'm thinking to myself the whole time I'm choking down this water am I fucking mentally ill yes like is this toxic (laughs) is the way that I'm looking at my body right now toxic because everybody's telling me that I'm like a stick but I look in the mirror and I see myself as fat and I see myself like all these other girls that are a lot prettier than me and making more money than me and all I want to do is like be more like them because I want to make the money that they're making at that point I realized I was in another toxic relationship with myself because I was having these like body dysmorphia issues, which I think is common, it's, like, very common in the with industry. Everyone. Honestly, not even in the industry. I feel like everyone deals with that. I feel like there's not a person now, that I don't believe. I don't truly believe there's one person that's not like, what about this? What about this? And especially once you start one, especially if you have the funds, of course, and you mm-hmm. start going to even just when you start doing Botox and filler and lips and all that, like once you start that and like, I know for me, like, when I go sit down, I have to, like, tell myself when I go to, like, an appointment that I'm, like, you don't need to be fucking crazy. Because you sit down and they're, like, well, what about this? And it depends on who's doing it as well. Make sure you go to fucking someone trusted. But, like, they're, like, oh, you could put just a little in your jaw right here. And then you're, like, okay. Or you can put just, what about your lip? Like, 
the things that you don't notice, it's like, oh, well, your left side of your lip looks a little weird. Or when you smile, I didn't know that, like, only on your left eye, like, it has, like, a crease. Like, then you get fucking weird with it, and you're like, okay, I have to constantly keep doing this and doing this. And then you look like Brandy Glanville, and yeah, you can't get away from it. A puppet. Yeah, I mean, I think with social media right now, I think that's a huge trigger for a lot of people is they always try to match somebody they, like, really like on social yeah. media or they like, look up to on social media. That or they, like, scroll through and see, like, all these girls with these perfect bodies that usually aren't even fucking real. At the end of the day, they Photoshop, they Face FaceTune, tune it they out. snatch, they blur. <laughs> like, these girls are not real. If no. you see them in real life, and I will be the first one to tell you, I see a lot of these girls that post on the internet, like, you know, very scandalous pictures, and you're like, holy shit, like, her body is amazing, like, her mm-hmm. skin is amazing, and then I see them in real life in the strip club, and I'm like... Bitch, what? Whoo! Craters <laughs> for days. Like, you have cellulite just like me, you have fat just like me, like, your boobs do not look like that on the internet, and in real life, like, nothing is matching up here, so I think it is very toxic. To compare yourself to people on the internet. Yeah, I agree. It's not real. And I think if you have the funds and you want, and you want, and I'm also all supportive. If you want to get something done and change something about yourself, mm-hmm. do it. I'm like, hi, we have both been touched by an angel. We've gone <laughs> by a scalpel. <laughs> We've been, we have seen a few appointments in our time and I think that's but like I'm all supportive if you really want something and I have other friends that are like okay this is what I really want as long as you're doing it for the right reasons yeah like I had the biggest insecurity my teeth were my biggest insecurity in life and I hated it and like now I'm like why the fuck did I not do it sooner? Yeah. Why did I not? Like, you had insecurity when we were growing up, going to the pool, you'd always be like, I hate fucking going bathing suit shopping and stuff like that. Like, you feel better, and if you're doing it for yourself, and not, now mind you, in that moment, you were kind of not doing it for yourself. You were, it was a mixture, I But, think. like, I always wanted boobs. You always did. It was the fact that I couldn't afford boobs at one time, and the fact that I could now afford boobs, and it also, you know... I'd make more money if I had boobs. Yeah, it's going to help for multiple things. Yeah. But still, as long as you're doing these things and you're doing it in moderation and you're you're going to be happy at the end goal, I'm like, fucking go for it. Yeah, I hate people that hate on it because I'm like, if you don't like something, fucking change it. Yeah. You don't have to go out in this world the way you came in. Why? So I have something that's kind of off topic, mm-hmm. but like I hear this a lot because like girls constantly ask me about like fillers, Botox, like plastic surgeries because they know that I've had things done. Um, And they always ask me and they always say, well, my boyfriend said if I got that done, then he would break out with me. My husband said if I were to get this done, then he wouldn't, you know, look at me the same. What do you think about that? I think then you should have that person break up with you and that each person should leave you because if that person can't realize that you'd be happier with it. And then another thing too is a lot of these men, they're like, I, I would hate that. Look at these bitches that they're fucking liking on Instagram. Go to his likes. Go oh see what God. he's fucking watching. Because guess what? He's looking and liking these bitches that have it done. So fuck off. And also, that man's probably a fucking gremlin. Like a little troll. So, like, move on. He doesn't deserve you then. I have literally told so many couples Ugh. when, like, a girlfriend or a boyfriend asked me for, like, advice about plastic surgery. Is They're like, I really want to get my boobs done. But my boyfriend, who's standing right next to them says that he'd break up with me if I got it done. And I said, you should break up right now. Oh, right now. You should break up right now. <laughs> Leave him. It's something that you want to do, and he wants to act like that. Leave him. Yeah, there's no reason. Why and are you staying? Why are you staying? If it's going to make you happy and make you feel more confident at the end of the day, leave his fucking ass. He is not worth it. 
I mean, that just makes me sick. It's really gross. I feel like, I know, I feel like especially when people are so nervous about, or like they think, well, if I do it, what is everyone else going to think? I'm like, who the fuck cares? Who the fuck cares? Because by the time that someone actually, the, the majority of the time that you spend thinking that someone else is thinking about you, they're too busy thinking about them goddamn selves. Yeah. That they're not worried about you. And the people that are really focused on you and want to either talk shit about you getting something done or you want to do something, they fucking wish that they could. Yeah. And I've never seen that case ever be done, like, differently. Because anytime I've ever heard someone shit talk it, I'm like, okay, but if you had the funds and you could go do this right now... You would totally be signed up for it. You would be right there fucking saying, let's go. So. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. I remember when I first started getting my lips done, the guy that I was dating at the time was like, if you continue to get that done, like, I'm not going to be attracted to you anymore. And I'm like, okay, good. don't be attracted to me anymore. I don't give a fuck what you're attracted to at this point. Like, but the funny thing is that's when like Instagram was up and coming and I would mm-hmm. see him, you could like see what they were like, hitting. Remember like you could like see what other people were liking, like you could see the pictures, it would like come up like a whole slideshow of pictures that they were liking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Because who is this bitch <laughs> with these lips on her and these fucking big ass titties? Like, and you're telling me you're not gonna like the way that I look if I continue to get my lips done. It's the insecurity jumping out. It's, it's letting your yeah. own insecurities jump out. Now you're worried that if you get it done or you have these things done, it's like, oh, then this person's gonna, they're gonna find something better. Yeah, I remember one time I was like, I'm gonna start printing off pictures every time I see him, like, you know, heart one of these girls on Instagram. That's toxic, I'm gonna start on. printing out pictures and then putting it on the wall and being like, oh, remember when you said if I continue to get Botox that I would look crazy? Like, look at this girl. Look at this girl. Look at oh, this you bitch. like this one. <laughs> oh my God, look at how you like this one. Wow. How did this happen? And I will say, hold on now. It must have been an accident. <laughs> it must, your hand slipped. Don't worry. Just yeah. that little thumb. Don't worry about it. Little piece of shit, bitch. <laughs> now I will say this. You do have to worry about when you get these things done that there might be little things that you might not like later on. Yeah. Like there are, there is some cons to these things. Like I'll never forget like, around like a couple few times before like not recently but when I got I did like a little bit of an eyebrow lift with Botox and it was fully the left side was drooped a little lower and I was like okay this fucking sucks but guess what I'll wait two months and it'll be gone and I can fix it so yeah you have like minor things we we love a lip flip and I know that it probably pains you (laughs) that you can't get one done it pains me that I can't get a lip flip but like then you can't use mouthwash and you can't drink without a straw. straw. You can't drink soup (laughs) off of a spoon. And I did that right before going to Mexico. And that was a disaster. But like, I love it. And no one's going to ever tell me no. I can't do it. Three months and I'm like, let me see my girls. Like, I need the lips. I had like a string of like videos blow up on TikTok while the Botox was settling wrong in my face. And one eyebrow was, like, much, much higher than the other. And I kind of, I don't know if it's, like, natural because sometimes I talk and I notice it when, like, my Botox is completely worn off. I haven't been able to get it done since I've been pregnant. But, like, these videos blew up. Mm-hmm. And I think they blew up because my one eyebrow when I was, was talking a little wonky. was much higher than the other. And my injector, like, reached out to me, like, ASAP, and she's like, Caitlin, um, I'm not trying to be a bitch or anything, but what you need to do is you need to come in here and let me fix your eyebrow because you can't continue to post videos like this. And I was like, honestly, I didn't even notice, but like I kind of noticed, but I was like, maybe that's just how I talk. I don't know. And then as soon as I like started pointing out to like my friends, they were like, yeah, like we all noticed and we just didn't say anything. And I'm like, 
That's fucked up. You guys are not a real one. No, not a real one. <laughs> I live, but I, like I said, if you enjoy it, then you enjoy it and you should do what you want to get, be happy. Yeah. Do whatever that makes you feel fucking confident. Like who gives a shit what other people think? All this is reminding me of is literally the moment we take break. I'm literally messaging my girl and being like, when are you free? <laughs> I hate you because <laughs> I have another six months of not being able to touch my face. <laughs> it's going to but... be a beautiful day. You have to wait for the face to settle down before you change it because you're going to be one swollen ass bitch. And I don't think you're even, I don't think. Please don't say that to me. I know, <laughs> but I don't think you're thinking of these things and I'm just going to be over here. What if my face never unswells? No, Bethany Frankel's face unswelled. There's hope for anyone. Like, if she can get that jaw fixed, anyone else can. So don't worry, we're all good. So we are now in our favorite little section, Q&A. And I will go first. I love this. I found this on Reddit. And it says, I, 22F, have been dating this guy, 26M, and we have fir- when we first started dating, it was so perfect. It was like out of a movie. He was caring. He was sweet. He takes me to cute restaurants and picked up the bill. We would stay at his place, and he would make sure I was always taken care of. Now that we've been dating for over a year and I have moved into his place, things have changed drastically. He won't take me out anymore, doesn't like it if I wear any of my outfits, threatens to break up with me if I hang out with my girlfriends, and we're only allowed to hang with his friends, and even when we do, he accuses me of flirting with his friends, which I don't. When things are great, they're amazing, but lately after living together, it's like I'm dating a new person. I don't want to break things off, but I don't know if addressing things would do any good. He's got you hook, line, and sank. He got you where he want you, in his home. And now he's going to show you his true personality. hundred percent. And he, I mean, I hope the dick is good because this sounds crazy. How would you even enjoy the dick when he's such a nutcase? Yeah. I mean, there's been times, but it's still crazy. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's so many guys out there that blame insecurities on girls, but really they're the ones with the insecurities. And I've been with a lot of guys that always accuse me of flirting with their friends but like they only want to hang out with their friends if i bring them around my friends it's like you know they're pissed they're pissed they act like they want to they don't want to be there they just they're in a different planet but if we hang out with their friends at least i can get them like you know up lively having a good time you know but then i you know of course i'm not going to sit there like a weirdo like they do around my friends so i you know make conversation with their guy friends and you know try to get to know their guy friends, then I get accused of flirting with their friends, which, like... No. Do you want me to sit there and not say anything like you do with my friends? And be a fucking weirdo? And be a weirdo? Or do you want me to try to make conversation and try to, like, make not friends with your friends? Because I don't agree with making friends with your other's friends. Like, those are their friends at the end of the day. When yeah. you guys break up, they go back to them. And bitches they do not love, follow you. Bitches love to forget that. Yeah, so bitches love to always think, like, you know, they were my friends, too. They're not. They're not. They're not your friends. And they will never be your friends. They're their friends, and that's how it started. But anyways, I would go around and, you know, try to make conversation and just, like, get to know them, because what the fuck else am I gonna do? And then we'd leave and be like, I saw you flirting with him. And you're like, what? You Really? You saw me flirting with him. Did you see me talking to him or did you see me flirting with him? Because I thought I was just talking because I didn't want to sit there like a bump on a log all fucking night long. So I thought I would just, you know, reach out and have some conversation with at least somebody. <laughs> have a conversation with anybody. Can anybody <laughs> hear my thoughts? Oh, I hate that. I just, I feel like 
when you are starting to date someone, of course, it's always going to be great. That's when you're selling yourself. Like, you're literally selling the version of (laughs) that you want to be. And sometimes that sale goes through. Yes. And that's why companies have return policies. And you want to return. There should be... It's like dating should be like leasing a car. When you... Things are going good. It's like, okay, do we want to renew this? Do we would like to go into another year agreement? Or is this not going well? Or are we going to move things up? Am I going to take the next package? And But there should still be a follow-up date of, is this still going okay? So you know what's really crazy is when I started dating my husband, we both made up this rule because we both came from, again, very toxic relationships where like we were in it for way too long. We just didn't like cut ties. But we made up this rule. Every six months, we were going to sit down and do a six-month check-in. And we were going to write down I love that. whatever was bothering us. And we also, during that six months, we were going to decide if we wanted to stay together or break up. I love that. And, like, I'm not going to say that we really even got to this point because, like, our relationship was just great from, like, the jump. Mm-hmm. I think at one point, maybe, like, after, like, a year and a half in, I said, you know what? I think it's time that we do a six-month check-in. You write down what's bothering you, and I'm going to write down what's bothering me. We're going to sit down like civilized adults at a kitchen table, and as soon as somebody raises their voice or, like, you know, gets out of control, that's when we stop the conversation. Yeah. And, like, obviously we're still together. It wasn't anything that drastic. But, like, I think it's always good just to, like, check in with each other and be able to sit down and have, like, a healthy conversation on what's going on. And I think this is a great way. Maybe it doesn't have to be every six months. Maybe it's just every year. You do a yearly check-in and you say, these are the things that we should work on. These are the things that are bothering me. These are the things that I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. These are the things that, like, you know, I'd like to continue. And then you should say... At the flip of a card, let's <laughs> determine if we're going to be together or not. Is, is it yes or no? I think that's a great idea because you really do are in situations where it's like, this is not for me anymore. This yeah. is not working out. I am miserable. Like, I would like to get out. And once you start, and that's the thing is, you have to be prepared. You don't cut off your friends. You make sure you still have some money to leave a toxic. You should always have money to leave a toxic one friend, like a friend, a relationship, or a workplace. Mm-hmm. If it's getting bad, get the fuck out so like make sure you're equipped to be able to do that but also i feel like when you're starting to date someone new yes everything's great everything's perfect because you're getting the best version of them and then especially when you move in with someone that's when it's like all right now you're dealing with them all the time when you have to when you travel with someone i feel like you get to see like who they are yeah i just told one of my coworkers. he's like talking to this new girl and i said why don't you guys go on vacation together? I think that, you know, you really learn a lot about somebody going on vacation, whether it's just like to another city or, you know, to the beach or like whether you get on a plane, you go somewhere fun. You learn a lot about people by traveling with them. You learn like what ticks them off. You learn how they live, like their day-to-day life. You learn if they're like, you know, um, very extra, what they travel with, like all the shit that they bring with them. You can see if they're like, I don't know, especially girls. I have a lot of girlfriends that just require a lot. (laughs) A lot of maintenance. A lot of maintenance. There's a lot of maintenance going on there. And I'm just very confused by the whole thing because, as you can tell, I'm a low-maintenance type of bitch. I am a high-maintenance type of bitch. You are a high-maintenance type of bitch. I like to travel with a lot. I like to have a lot. I like to have everything ready. I don't want... I don't even like travel-size shit. I like to have everything full-size. Yeah. I like to be fully ready for any occasion. 
I want multiple outfit changes. I want multiple look changes. I am that kind of girl. Yeah, Garrett goes on vacation and brings all of his makeup with him. Everything. I bring... Just in case you I brought... So much. I bring things that I haven't tried on. I bring things that are still... I When I got to, even for your wedding, I had things in Amazon packages and stuff like that. Oh, I hate that. Undoing them and literally being like things. And I heard get one of your mother's friends was getting ready to go to the beach. And I was like, I opened up this like type of like beach cover up type of thing that I don't even know what I was ordering. It's probably like a late night 3 a.m. order. And I looked at it, I was like, this is fucking so stupid. It looks horrible. What the fuck was this? And then she was having like a bathing suit issue. And I started, I was like, well, hold on. I got something for you. And she was like, well, why do you have this? What, how, do you? I was like, you can have it. It's fine. Like, it's good. She's like, well, no, I don't want to take it. I'm like, I'm telling you, it's going in the trash. Like, it's going. I don't know why I bring this shit. I just, it could have maybe brought purpose, but it didn't. So, like, I know that, like, I'm a lot to handle when I travel. Like, yeah. I know that I bring a lot of baggage to the to the trip. To the trip. And I think it is very important for people that are just starting to date to go on trips with each other just to see what's going on there because <laughs> it can be a lot. It's the same thing where I'm like, you, I believe when I first start like talking to someone, I like them to go to like, honestly, like the third or second or even fourth or whatever has to be like a quick trip to like a Target or a Home Goods with me. It has to be. Because, and it doesn't have to be like the date. It has to be like, can you handle this? Because if you can handle me being a fucking lunatic for a good hour to two hours in Target and you not lose your shit or want to leave me by the end of that, like if you're still at the end of the door walking out with my bags, like you might be staying around for a little while. See, I don't agree with that because I hate going fucking shopping with my husband. I Well, yeah, him. He's a lot. It's like a kid that you want to leave at home when you're like, okay, well, mommy just wants to get out for a little bit and have some me time, okay? <laughs> I don't want to take him to the grocery store. I don't want to take him to Target, Home Goods, Marshalls. I don't care what it is. I want it to be by myself, my time. Because the other day we went to the grocery store for the first time together and I don't know how long. And, like, I can only eat certain things because I'm pregnant and things gross me out and I just don't eat if I am grossed out by them. I just would rather starve than make myself sick. So the only thing that I can really eat right now, like, consistently is peanut butter and jellies. I love that. So, and I only want peanut butter and jellies on white bread. On plain white bread. The cheap white bread. The soft, cheap, (laughs) over-processed white white bread. bread. So we go to the grocery store and I'm like, I need to get some bread. And he's like, okay, here's a loaf of bread and like picks up a loaf of Italian bread. And I'm like, I want white bread. He's like, it is white bread. I'm like, no, that's Italian bread. And it's also like kind of like a bougier Italian bread. I want the one that's 89 cents. I don't (laughs) want the 3.99 bread. And he's like, no, this is white bread, but it's Italian bread. And he's like, you never let me get what I want. Like, I, you know, I came here with you and you never let me get what I want. And I'm like, okay, get the Italian bread. The next day I go to make a peanut butter and jelly. I'm like, this this is not it. This is not it. This This is not what I want. fucking it. It's just the little things. This is why I leave him at home. I don't want to do it. I don't want it to be a fight. I don't want it to be an argument. But like, I'm getting the fucking white bread and I don't want you telling me what bread to get. I want to do what I want to do. And he's the one who also grocery shops at the TJ Maxx little, like, snack aisle. So, oh, like, yeah. that's insanity to me. Like, how many times have I come noodles. here? How many times have I come here and tried a little chip or a little treat? And then I'm like, oh, this is great. Where do I get this? And you're like, oh, you'll never find it again because it was a one-of-a-kind TJ Maxx purchase of these bag of, like, coconut, like, wafer type of things. I was like, 
I'm not going to have anything here if I can't have consistency. Like, why can't I go to the Wegmans and buy this? Yeah. This place is chaotic. Yeah, I don't agree going shopping with an other because I want to do it by myself. Well, for this girl, all I have to say is good luck. You should bring it up. You should talk it out. And if it doesn't go well, you should end it. It sounds like he is a control freak and it's just time to go your separate ways and... It's over, girl. He don't like the <laughs> outfits you wear. He don't like the way you talk to his friends. He don't like you. He doesn't like you. He don't like you. So just find somebody that likes you. There's plenty of fish out in the sea. You can find one. And if plentyoffish.com is still on, you should go on there. <laughs> we got to check that out. 100%. So what do you have for me this week? So my question is actually one that came through on my Instagram okay. from a personal friend of mine. And I, I'm not adding names, so <laughs> don't worry. And so I changed when they hear the, this. I changed the wording around a little bit. My boyfriend has had threesomes in the past. He said it was whatever, and he's not that into it. I've never been with a woman, and I kind of want to try, but he says no. It kind of shocks me that he wouldn't want me to bring a girl in. I'm not threatened by the idea, but I think it's funny to me that he's like, nope. Hmm. I mean, I love a good threesome. I think you should at, but you should always be the one coming in, not being in the relationship. Just my point. Yeah, I've never had the threesome and I don't want to only because like I'm not physically attracted to girls. <laughs> I have worked around naked women for a very long time and there's not one ounce. ounce of me that I've ever met a single girl where I'm like, yo, I think I could get it out with her. Like it's just not. You're my... not feeling the Brandy Glanville, Denise Richards. No, like I've just fantasy. never been into it. And I know a lot of girls that are in, in the industry, they, you know, turn to having you know, lesbian encounters, whether they are full lesbians or they're just, like, testing it out. But, like, whatever. I've never had that happen to me. But I am going to say on this topic, I think it is great that he doesn't want to have a threesome with you because I think he thinks of you as a a serious thing and he doesn't want to... Because once you go there, you can't go back. ...jeopardize your guys' relationship by bringing a third in, whether it goes great and then you guys decide you want to do it, you know, all the time or it goes terribly and it ruins your relationship and it's just never going to be the same. So I think the fact that he doesn't want to have a threesome is fabulous. Good for him. I really, but now if she wants to do it, I see now I'm going to be on her side. Cause if she wants to do it, like let her have her fun. Yeah. I mean like, Maybe it's best just not. If you guys aren't agreeing, you probably shouldn't do it at all. Yeah, and that just comes back to, like, don't ever do anything you're not comfortable with doing. Yeah. And, like, obviously he's not comfortable with having the threesome with you. I don't think that you should give him a sales pitch on why you think it's a good <laughs> idea that you guys have a threesome. Don't sell because it. Because you want to try it. I think that if you want to try it, you know, maybe you should have done this in your earlier years. Or maybe if this doesn't work out, you know, you should try it with somebody that doesn't view you as serious. Or, you know, just just hop on in to another couple and see how that works out. But I want to hear more from people that, like, enjoy threesomes and, like, what their takes are on it. That's what I need. We need to go down that rabbit hole. After that episode of, like, me talking about or us talking about threesomes, the only things that I got back from it was either it destroyed my relationship or, like, now my partner is absolutely obsessed with it and it's something that we literally work for like every weekend oh, that's and problem. it's like a full-time job so like this is not sister wives oh god 
don't give me Star Girl Sister Wives. Oh, I can't wait for it to come back. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other topic for another day. Um, but no, it's, it's not Sister Wives. Don't be bringing in, you know, it cannot be a job. It cannot be a reoccurring thing. It should be like a little fun, little like maybe one time a year, a little like, okay. What do you think about people that are very into, what do you call it, polyamory? Where you have multiple partners? I think that's insanity. I can't fucking hook one after a long while. Why do you think I'm going to try and go for multiple? Like, are you kidding me? I can't even think about, like, the ick I get from if I get a good morning text three days in a row. The f- I'm like... Imagine that oh. happening multiple times a day. Like, I would be so disgusted. You wake up and you have 16 good morning texts. Foul. Foul. I used to think being that girl that, like, talking to multiple people at a time was a good idea. Mama's tired. Mama's old. And mama does not have time for it anymore. She doesn't want to engage. I don't care about hearing someone's other fucking... Don't have a good morning. Don't worry about me having a good morning. I'll have a good morning. On my own. (laughs) Without you telling me good morning. (laughs) The fact that you told me have a good morning makes me not have a good morning. No, because now I'm like... what you did to me, bitch. Yeah, like, fuck off. Are you kidding me? Like, let me just live. Um... I need to see a therapist. Well, like, maybe. I'm not really sure. But um, I do know a few people that are really into, like, the polyamory lifestyle. And they, number one, I can't imagine trying to find more than one person that likes me like that. Like, I just couldn't imagine. And I couldn't imagine putting in, like, the time and effort to, like, you know, have multiple relationships at the same time. And, like, try to keep up with, like, what's going on in their world and my world and, like, you know, filling I, them in week by week, like, that just sounds absolutely exhausting. Okay, but imagine, like, the ones, I've always seen, like, the girls on TikTok that's like, I have two husbands, and they don't like each other, but, like, like they're, like, friends, but they're, like, they don't do anything together, but it's just, like, all about me. I'm like, one, go off, queen. But two, how the fuck do you deal with this? And also, I could I ever take a man seriously if he was like, well, that's my girlfriend, or that's my wife? Oh, and that... That's Jessica's other husband. Yeah. What? I, and I would be like, no, 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 there is some gay shit going on between y'all, and I want to know what I want to know what that's about. I mean, this is just times that I would love to be a fly on the wall and like live vicariously through you, but I just don't want to be involved. Like, I never. I think it is so interesting that like that dynamic works for you, or you think it works for you. But I, do I see it working long term? Absolutely not. And I think that we've seen that on Sister Lives. And I don't want to revert back to a TV show being like reality, like actual reality. But I feel like there's so many messy parts to having so many, so many people romantically and sexually involved with each other that like it, it falls apart at some point. No, I will go back to uh, Sister Lives because Christine, after COVID and him picking that bitch wife, Robin, and he's done. Like, he's done with all he of that. He always picks Robin. No, but, like, did you watch this last season? I, like, just, like, go in and out of Sister Wives. No, this last season, he was, it's like, he is. he's pretty much like, COVID's still here, and I can't see any of the other wives Besides except Robin. for Robin, and I'm done. And then he told Christine, he's like, I... I'm not going to, I guess, well, I'll quickly, hold on. He was putting in a door frame for her, one of her weird houses, because they all have big-ass houses, even though they don't really have kids living with them. And they all live in separate homes, but they yeah. own one land. And he was building a door for Christine's, like, bedroom entryway. And she was like, I want the door shut, like, when you're going to be staying. And he's like, oh, I don't want that anymore with you. And she was like, we won't be having, like, an intimate relationship anymore. And he's like, no. And that same weekend, he she packed his shit. 
And she was like, done. And now she's gone. So I will go back to Sister Wives. I would Christine myself and I would put myself up for elimination. I cannot deal with multiple people. But also Robin is like the most attractive out of the wives. Yes, but also I'm not. I mean, you have some some real duds in there. But you're not going to tell me that Robin hasn't been plotting this shit out for years. Oh, my God. Well, like, number one, I don't understand what would attract you to that man. All these women attracted to that one man. Look at him. It's gross. Look at him. It's bad. Listen to him. Why are you guys all attracted to him? The fact that you guys are all attracted to him. He's not sleeping with the other ones. Except for Christine, maybe a little bit. And then when he ended up, she was like, absolutely not, I'm out. I mean, like, would you blame him? Look at them. But, like, look at him. Yeah, it's a lot. So this is why I'm so interested in these types of relationships. Because the one person that everybody's attracted to, how do you get all these people to be attracted to you? Like, can you... And not teach me, but like, I just want to know, like, what, what you're telling these people. What's working down there? What's the what's the talking like, game? Where are you finding these people? Because there's that other show. I think it's like on TLC about like bringing in a third. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Have you seen that? I haven't seen it. But I, I think we need to start watching that because it is so awkward. Like, and there's so many husband and wives that you know they've been married for a very long time, and then they decide they decide together they're going to bring in a third. But really, it's like the husband giving the wife a sales pitch on why they should bring in the third. And the wife is not okay with it. You can tell by, like, every ounce of emotion and, like, body language and, like, the eye rolls and the huffs and puffs. But, like, the husband's, like, loving it because, like, he's sticking his dick in a new hole that he's been, like, sticking his dick in the same hole for so many years. But, like, it's the, girl, something new. the girl gets nothing out of it. I like, don't understand It's not that. like the girls are having sex with each other. It's just the husband and the third. So, like, how is that fucking fair? How is it fun? How is it fair? Oh, I'd be swinging hands so fast. I'd be like, yeah, bring her on in. Bring her on in. Let me see her. Let me see her. Bring her in. The hair's up. The Vaseline's on the face. The earrings are out. And I'm ready. Oh, my God. I could... My husband loves to be the main character. He's a Leo. And he is a Leo. I don't even know what horoscopes mean. (laughs) Horoscopes. (laughs) Horoscopes. I don't know what horoscopes mean. But I do know that my husband is a Leo. And he is every sense of the horoscope Leo. And he loves to be the main the main character at all times. So I can just imagine him thriving in a situation where multiple girls like him at the same time. Like He would he, live. He would black out and he would be living. It'd be like him at an all you can eat buffet. His with dream like his favorite foods. Is for you to literally say, I have a good friend named Melissa and I think we should invite her in. And she should move into the guest bedroom. No, it's not even that. It's like, I have a good friend, Melissa, and she thinks that you are so attractive. And she would love to just spend the night over here and, you know, even have some drinks and see where things are going. Oh, my God. He would scrub this fucking house with a toothbrush before Melissa came over here. (laughs) Honestly, I was going to say, even just as a bystander, I wouldn't want to put up with his fucking attitude. Of the, like, the aspect of knowing that he has another person even just remotely thinking that he's funny. Like, I just oh my can't. God, Like, it's bad enough when people just, like, laugh at his jokes. And he's like, like oh, you want to keep telling more, 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 more? Like, I'll keep going all night long. I will talk until the fucking sun comes up. <laughs> it really is that. It scares me. It really does. Like, it honestly, it's like, someone please break this up. Please. I can't. I can't. I mean, I'm a huge bitch for doing this. But sometimes I have to tell him to stop talking and I do it in front of people because, like, I think other people are mentally checked out as much as I am. I could be wrong, but, like, I could just be no, honest there's been a few. Pitch. There's been a few times at parties where I've seen you literally go, 
And then him finally take one break and be like, you want to take a sip of water? Oh, my God. Just a quick little take. Just take a sip of water real quick. Let everyone have their laugh and then have a sip. Oh, my God. I remember, what was that last birthday that I threw for him? Oh, his surprise birthday, yeah. It was like a surprise birthday. He was on a rampage. Like, he was living in his glory because it was his surprise birthday. Everybody showed up for him. We had food. We had decorations. Like, it just went as planned. It was his moment. It was his moment. He was living in it. He was like a pig rolling around in shit (laughs) during his surprise birthday, which, like, good for him. It's his birthday. At some point in the night, I was like... Aren't you thirsty? It was me and you just staring at each other, and everyone else was so invested in his story that was going on for a good solid 30 minutes. No break of breath. Yeah, I'm like, well, we have drinks here if you want a drink, <laughs> because I think you should get a drink and take a breath and you know, just stop talking for a few minutes. And everybody like, looks at me like, you're a fucking Looking bitch. Best. And I'm like, okay, I had to say it. Like, <laughs> you're like, I'm trying to help you all. He's been talking for literally three hours. I think it's best that I just intervened and just... <laughs> off at the knees and someone be able to take a smoke break a bathroom break anyone anyway just take- everybody has to pee everybody has to go do something they want to check their cell phones go pee smoke a cigarette puff on their jewel I whatever don't know. they like, need they just need a moment refill their drink everybody this is a break for you guys <laughs> it was you, a, you gave everyone a quick intermission and that was nice <laughs> and someone had to do it but now back to threesomes i just think it's just well, how do we get so off topic no, all we're the time? really bad <laughs> But I truly believe you should be the person. Any time at threesomes, a really good time is when you are the guest star, not the family that has to stay with each other. Oh my god, I couldn't even imagine. Again, never done it. Don't want to do it. Maybe at some point in my life, and me and my husband always like joke around. They're like, at, we're like, at what point and what age do you think that we're gonna be like, you know, we're gonna need to spice it up. Like, what can we do to spice this up? AKA, do something like that. Oh. Is there a point? I hope not. I don't know. I mean, if it does get to that point, I think uh, Arrivederci. I've done my time here. I put in the hours, the band work, and I think it's time for me to go find something else. But... I want. I hold on. I would like just today because this day was a slight little walk-in of chaos, but I would like to be not in the room. I would like to be maybe on the lower level um, when he brings up having a third, and you have two children at the hip. I would like to see that. I honestly, I truly also believe someone should be here to call the police for when he is getting fully, like, I feel like you'd hit him. You're not worried about him hitting you. No. <laughs> it's a very opposite thing, but someone should be there to break that up. I think that every woman that my husband has been with prior to me was submissive and they just like did whatever he said because he does have a very like um, commandeering personality where he just like, he is the center of attention. He is the main topic. He yeah. is. He is Miss Thing, Miss he, Main Character. Yes, he is Miss Thing. I think I am the only woman that has not been submissive and I stand up for myself. And I have no problem doing that in front of anybody. <laughs> anybody. Nobody. I don't care if I raise my voice. <laughs> like, Act a fool. Every once in a while, you got to be put in your place. And I want to be in your place. He so needs it fast. a few times than others and i feel like that's what like i don't know ultimately like led us together is like both of our personalities we just like would headbutt and it's like nobody was getting anywhere and it was like okay well this is different so like what do we do from here (laughs) someone's telling me to fucking stop what now what do i do he needs he needs it and it's good that he found you to fucking crack the whip yeah i cracked this motherfucking whip over here well i think that's it for this week 
I feel like we have really just reached a bunch of topics, but also gone very off topic. And it's been like all over the place. So if you stuck through this, I mean, we thank you. We we wholeheartedly thank you. <laughs> With all of our heart so and all of our minds. we will see you next, next Wednesday. Wednesday. TTYL, T-T-Y-L bitches. bitches.